The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dustin Gold Standard. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. I hope everyone had a wonderful evening, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we put out an episode yesterday, episode 118. We started talking about goals and solutions for 2023, and I can see A lot of folks are taking their time off during the vacation, and I think staying away from podcasts, because I talked to a couple of my other friends. Numbers are down, not tremendously down, but I know you folks are sitting there relaxing, and so I was making a decision, should I do a show, should I just maybe take the rest of the week off, Uh, but I can't do that. I can't do that, because otherwise I will be bored, folks, so I'm working on business stuff i'm working on personal stuff i'm working on some of these goals that we discussed in episode 118 and so i'm going to keep putting shows out and everyone could just catch up at their own speed when they come back there's going to be a lot of great content there for you ladies and gentlemen so tonight on episode 119 i want to talk about a few things and then we're going to get into the company synthesia that we covered a few episodes ago we're going to finish that up This technology that I'm showing you has the ability to create what I call the artificial intelligence personal Jesus antichrist. And the nice part is that, uh, well, I mean, what's nice about a personal Jesus antichrist driven by artificial intelligence, nothing nice about that. But the nice part is, since I've been sort of locked on to this uh, theory, looking into the technology and the companies that could actually make this happen, I started reaching out to more folks on social media. And so I'm going to end up having uh, someone on I knew when I was a kid. All right. My mother, when she went back to work, I think I was seven years old. My sister was five. And so my mother had a background in I think she had a master's degree in art or something like that. She was in videography. She went into a small cable company. I believe at the time it was called Heritage Cable. Heritage Cable Vision, maybe. This was back when cable companies were sort of independent and locally owned. Eventually, Heritage grew into, I think it was TCI Cable, and then that grew into Comcast. I believe at one point my mother was the general manager of that Comcast uh, district. But when she went back to work uh, from not working for like seven years, she was running the cable access department there at Heritage Cablevision. This is back in the day when the cable companies had to provide the ability for people in the community to produce their own television shows and such. And there was an entire channel dedicated to playing the shows, the programs that were created out of the cable access division. So it was pretty neat growing up 
with my mom in this position because I, as a youngster, had access to a whole editing suite. And back then, there was basically two decks. And you had a VHS tape in one deck that had, let's say, all of your raw footage. And then you had a blank VHS deck uh, tape inside of the deck over on your right-hand side. And then you had a big control board. And you could fast-forward and rewind inside of the VHS tape with your your stock footage or your raw footage. And then you'd be recording and editing onto the other tape. And this is how you put TV shows and commercials and movies together back then. And so I learned that from the time I was a little kid. And I used to get in front of the camera. I was in some commercials my mom shot because the cable access division also created commercials for local companies, independent companies that were going to be advertising on the TV, you know, on the commercial breaks on television. So I had access to this. And one of the guys, his name was Peter Schultz. I don't know. He seemed older to me, but I was probably seven, maybe eight, nine, ten at the time my mother hired him. Maybe he was in his early 20s right out of college. And so for some reason, I've always stayed connected to him on uh, Facebook. And I just saw a post that he put out yesterday because he's been in commercial and film work for many, many years. I guess he's just become a pastor, a certified pastor. And so I saw a post he wrote uh, basically saying he was unapologetic in his belief in Christ. And he's got a pretty big, a little, but a big following on Facebook. Big for a guy, just a regular guy in a community. So I saw this infighting going on uh, between people that went to school for science and then people that believed in God and Christ, and they were all arguing in there. And so I reached out to Peter. I said, hey, uh, not sure what you're up to. I haven't talked to you in many, many, many years, but I'd love to have you on. This is what I'm doing. I explained to him what the Dust and Gold Standard was, told him about technocracy, about transhumanism. And I said, I'd love to have you on to get your opinion on what the Antichrist is in the Bible from your perspective and whether or not this artificial intelligence, personal Jesus, Antichrist would fit into the mold. The continuation of the conversation I had with Dan Golbach in episode 115. So he was really excited and he said, yeah, I'd love to come on. That'd be great. And then he said he had another friend he wanted to bring on if we're going to talk about artificial intelligence. I said, well, what is that guy's background? And uh, he hasn't said yet. I had to jump on here and start recording. So we'll find out, folks. We'll find out exactly what, um, what this gentleman does. But this should be fun. This should be fun because I haven't talked to Peter in many, many years. Uh, also, I had a lengthy conversation about two hours today with Wide Awake Jim. So we are going to be recording the first episode of the return of Wide Awake Jim. And that will be tomorrow, folks. So we're going to put that out for tomorrow night which will be, uh, what will that be, Thursday or Wednesday? No, Wednesday, folks, Wednesday. We're going to put that out on Wednesday, the return of Wide Awake Jim. And so we tallied everything up. He had sent me 196 documents, pieces of articles, 
research papers, white papers, all types of stuff coming out of the Bank for International Settlements, out of the International Monetary Fund, the United Nations. And so I said, Jim, how the hell are we going to go through all this? What's the order? And he said, well, there's not really an order to this stuff. It's all highlighted, but I can go through these documents sort of one at a time. Some we can breeze through, some I'd like to spend a little more time on. So what we're going to do for tomorrow, episode 120, is Jim's going to come on. For those of you who don't know Jim, you probably want to check out episode 80. That is all about the climate change hustle. If you look through the public side of the podcast, I believe that episode actually has come out in full, so you don't have to listen to it in segments. Just look through there for episode 80, and that's a four-hour show. And then Jim came on for episode 88. That was a two-hour show to conclude the climate change hustle. And so then I spent episodes, I don't know, 90 through 105, so many episodes at this point, breaking down central bank digital currency, universal basic income, smart contracts, Ethereum, blockchain, all that kind of stuff. I reviewed panel discussions from the International Monetary Fund, World Economic Forum, and Bank for International Settlements on central bank digital currency. So now we're going to tie in all of these documents that Jim has uh, put together for us. And we'll get those uh, posted with the ad-free video version of the podcast once we have this up. We're going to post all those over at pain.tv slash gold. At least that's the plan for now, ladies and gentlemen. Let me see. I'm opening up my documents, uh, my notes from our call today. We were going to get into the climate hustle, central bank digital currency, carbon credit system, the takeover of nature by the technocrats and the hijacking of the resources. And this is basically a breakdown of the technocratic plan as these guys move forward into 2030. This is going to be a really, really good conversation. And I think we have, we walked away saying we're probably going to end up getting somewhere between three to five episodes out of this document trove and he said then he's done like he doesn't want to research anymore because the rabbit holes just go deeper and deeper and deeper and it gets to the point where you reach um it's a point of diminishing returns uh you're just never going to crawl out of the hole so what i'm hoping to do as i've mentioned to you many times is be able to take all this information and then be able to ballpark a timeline for you folks on when we can see the rollout of certain aspects of the growing, not the coming, because we're in it, the growing technocracy. At what point they're going to introduce CBDC, who is going to be the first uh, group of people that are going to be pushed into central bank digital currency, and then at what point, at what stage in the game, they're going to try to eliminate cash. My personal belief and what I'm operating off right now, and we're going to focus a lot on this in 2023 is the year 2030 and i think most of you are familiar with 2030 because that number comes out of the united nations it comes out of the climate change hustle it comes out of the world economic forum it comes out of ray kurzweil the chief engineer at google the gentleman focused on brain uploading uploading one's consciousness to the cloud it comes out of elon musk and a lot of projects he's working on so we're really going to start to look at 2030 
because I, I truly, truly believe that 2030 is a major year for these folks. Not that they're going to kick off technocracy in 2030, but they want to have a large chunk of the technocratic prison planet built in 2030. They want to have a lot of the folks driven in to this prison planet matrix by 2030, you know, through coercion, or they would say inclusion, you know, through brainwashing, mind control, social engineering, which is what technocracy is, the science of social engineering. And so what we need to do is look at 2030 and then work backwards and start to try to build a timeline. Because if you truly believe that 2030 is a year they're aiming to have a lot of this technocratic prison planet put into place, okay, then we have a lot of work to do between January 1st, 2023 and January 1st, 2030, if we want to get our house in order and be prepared to live in whichever way we deem to choose, that uh, which we deem appropriate in our personal lives, in our respective lives, we want to be there by 2030. And this is going to help us develop our realistic goals, our solutions and such to get there. And we'll be able to see how much we'll be able to insulate ourselves from this, how much we can live outside of the matrix. And I talked about some of this with Wide Awake Jim on the phone today in this two-hour conversation. I should have recorded it. It actually would have been a really good podcast, but I didn't realize we were going to be on the phone for that long. I thought we were just going through documents. But whenever I speak to Jim or I speak to Dan Goldach or I speak to Chrissy Piccolo or Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Paine podcast on Fridays, or any of my other uh, uh, friends related to this show, I, I go, Dan, I should have recorded that conversation because it would have been really good. So Jim and I... We're talking about some of the shows that I did over the last 15, 20 episodes. I was catching him up so that he can tie in his information to what we have discussed here. So I'll get into a little bit of that, folks, a little bit about what we talked about, some additional ideas he has to add on to what we talked about in episode 118, which was my personal goals for 2023, how I'm going to achieve those goals. Jim had some things he wanted me to add on for you guys and this way we don't have to waste time covering that when he comes on tomorrow because we really need to just start delving into this 196 page of documents so folks when i get back let me just tell you some of the tips that jim gave me and then i want to get into synthesia and wrap up this ai antichrist stuff so that i can set the stage for uh, Pastor peter schultz uh, my friend dan Golvach, hopefully pastor rodney that I met the other day, the gentleman whose house I went to for a service on Christmas Day. So these are some of the folks I'm going to bring on to talk about the rise of the AI, personal Jesus, Antichrist, while at the same time we're talking about central bank digital currency and the technocratic system. At the end of the day, all this stuff is just layers of technocracy, layers of technology, folks. So we dissect it, we figure out when it's coming, and then we can start to put our plans together and move forward. Go into high speed, folks. It's all about action in 2023. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break. My name is Dustin Gold, right here on the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Payne.tv slash gold. I just realized, for those of you with the video audience over at Payne.tv slash gold, I don't know if I didn't tilt my camera correctly, but for some reason I look really short, like a midget, folks. I'm six foot three. And I look like a midget right now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're going to make some changes to the studio this year, too. And expand that out, folks, once we continue to uh, monetize this show. Folks, while I'm at it, please leave us a five-star review and a comment at Apple Podcasts. Folks, have been doing that again. I appreciate it. Uh, I really like the comments. They're really nice. I've been uh, screenshotting those and saving them for myself because they're really good. I'm going to put them on my uh, resume when I apply for a job at the World Economic Forum. (laughs) I say, look, these folks said I was doing a great job of fighting you. Now I'm coming to work for you. Now I will never do that. I will never do that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, If you want to donate to the show, please think about doing that. You can leave a weekly, uh, monthly, or an annual donation. And it obviously goes to put food on my table and to keep the lights on here at the studio. So that's donorbox.org slash Dustin Gold Show. And we'll have a page up soon. I'm not sure if it's going to be DustinGoldShow.com or GoldStandard.tv. I have both. I'm going to make a decision. Uh, The show is the Dustin Gold Standard. I did all the social media branding around Dustin Gold Show because it was easier. So I just got to decide on the website domain. And that will have a link to sign up for pain.tv slash gold. And we'll have a link to donate to the show. And then we're going to do an email list because they're still effective. And if I can create an email list, then I can send you guys updates uh, every day with the link to the newest show. And then I'll put the show notes in there, like all the articles and stuff that I use. So I want to get that going. Uh, I haven't. I wasn't going to do it. Then I decided, you know what? It still is highly effective for those people who want to be updated with all the information. So I might as well uh, get that set up for you guys. So we're going to work on that uh, next week and get that done. And then uh, finally, if you want to join us at pain.tv slash gold, think about doing that, folks. Uh, I get half. Mike Moore gets half. And it helps to fund his platform. And fund us over here, and you get access to the ad-free video version of the Dustin Gold Standard and the Thomas Paine Podcast, as well as access to the Facebook-like website and mobile application where you can meet like-minded folks. You could begin your journey to congregate with like-minded folks and build a community around yourself. All right, so at first you meet people online. You feel them out at pain.tv slash gold. You see if they seem like good people. If they're paying anywhere between $8.58 a month and $49 a month, if they're subscribed to the Hotwire, chances are they're real. So start DMing with each other, people that uh, know about gardening, farming, stuff like that. And then you reach out, you have a phone conversation, or you jump on Zoom, and now you made a friend across the other side of the country, but you're starting to build a community of like-minded folks around yourself. I really want you to do this locally as well. But if you're more comfortable or if it's easier, start doing it online. Meet friends. I have friends all over the country, you know, in Texas, in Florida, Connecticut, everywhere. 
And so different people I can lean on for different things. People reach out to me. I had a friend of mine from kindergarten. I had stayed friends with her over the years. She was going through a messy divorce last year. She called for my advice. You know, and it was just, it was neat. I was able to help her. And uh, once in a while, I've reached out to her for some advice as well. So build that community of like-minded folks around you if you had it. Uh, If you're always complaining about the vaccinated folks, start to find unvaccinated folks. Start to build that community. We're doing it locally. We've been at it for uh, about nine months, and we have expanded our footprint here in the natural world uh, amongst local farmers. We have built a very good network, and we're going to continue to do that, ladies and gentlemen. So reach out to people, and that will start to fulfill on your list of five things, which is educate, insulate, separate, congregate, and accelerate. That will achieve congregate. Start working on building that community, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So speaking of community, I was talking to Wide Awake Jim, and I told him what we talked about in episode 118. And he said to me another thing. He cannot stress, he cannot stress more than he already has on my shows on the Thomas Paine podcast on the Hotwire. And when he used to run a Twitter account, which he got rid of, he got sick of Twitter. But uh, I brought it up the other day and he said, use cash. Now, we know the fiat currency system is evil, but right now, cash is better than using the debit card and credit card. So he said, use cash. Take cash out of the ATM at your bank or from the teller and spend the cash locally with your local farmers, your local butchers, and folks like that, independently own stores. Try to do business locally. So use cash, and that's also going to protect you from identity theft. Because if you run around town using your debit card at the gas station, at the 7-Eleven, at the grocery store, at the liquor store, at the where, wherever you're going, all right, every time you're swiping that debit card, you're opening yourself up to identity theft and to being uh, cyber hacked. And the issue with that, folks, is in my belief, my opinion, you're going to see more and more of this occurring. It's intentional because that's going to be part of the narrative to drive us into adoption of central bank digital currency and or a rice grain size chip that goes into the fatty part of your hand between your index finger and your thumb, which we know is very real. Okay, so use cash. He said, number two, go analog uh, whenever possible. Buy an older car that does not have a computer in it that can't be tracked. Get yourself some sort of a flip phone or burner phone that does not have internet or GPS on it. Now, I did research for Chrissy Piccolo, a friend of mine who's been on this show. I've been on her show, The Real World Witness, about a year or two ago. As far as I could find, they may not exist anymore because I was going to get a second burner phone that I buy with cash that didn't have internet. I think they all connect to the internet. But Jim said, you know what? Do your research and find out if you can have somebody disable that somehow. Just to when you're around town, you don't need the iPhone with you, right? If you need that for work, leave it at home. Bring the flip phone for emergencies. Uh, so go analog. And I've talked about that here as well with smart products in your house, right? Smart TVs, Alexas, Google Nests, uh, putting ring cameras up all around your house. All this stuff is collecting data constantly. We're helping build the technocracy. As Elon Musk has warned us all, 
warned us. He said, we are nodes in the system and we are helping build this prison planet matrix around ourselves with all the data that we give these guys. So go analog, ladies and gentlemen. You know, it it was actually kind of a pain in the butt to start to find stuff for Willie G that was not uh, smart, right? Like I, I got him the mobile for his crib. I wanted an old fashioned mobile. Now, I went and I poked around on eBay. I was looking for one from the 80s. Everything was pretty dingy. But I ended up finding a new one. And it just has a little battery-operated MIDI sound thing. There's five or six preloaded songs. And it spins around. It's got little animals on it. The majority of the new ones, they all connect up to the iPhone. You manage them through the app. Remember, everything that they're letting you uh, manage through an app and connects up to the Internet through Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, is also collecting data as well. So get rid of that stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I will do a show specifically on the cell phones. We'll look into that and see if we could figure out uh, some products you can use. Now, this is for folks who just want to live half Amish, want to live one foot in and one foot out of the matrix. So go analog. And then Jim said, and, and, and I've talked about this on the show as well. Others have talked about this. But once in a while, pretty much whenever you have the time, Turn off your phone, leave it at home, and go out into nature. You know, go out when the weather's nice, and that's going to depend on what you think is nice weather. And go out hiking, go camping, uh, go start a little fire and cook on it with yourself or your loved one or your friends or whatever, and just try to do it for a day, folks. Just step outside of the matrix for a day. No checking emails, no watching news, no looking at the social media feeds, no listening to the Dusty Gold Standard. Now, who the hell would ever say that? Don't listen to my show for one day, just one day, decompress, reconnect with nature. Find your inner peace. I'm telling you, it will help you clear your head. Bring a notebook, bring a pad, start writing down your goals, start working out solutions uh, to these problems. Start to think about this kind of stuff when you're at peace. All right, so it's something we talked about. Uh, my wife and I go camping and hiking and things like that, and we're going to start uh, leaving the phones at home too. Although you want to have them because you want to take pictures and bring home the pictures. Well, you know what? I've got a Canon, she's got a Canon. We could bring those and just take pictures but uh try to leave the phones at home ladies and gentlemen all right so that's one and then the other thing which is really important ladies and gentlemen is that um we were talking about his kid i think his daughter is like 20 and some of her friends and how these younger folks he was telling me are starting to reject technology So I think we need to start finding these kids. Uh, I'm not talking minors. I don't want to bring minors on the show. But if you know 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds that are pulling back away from technology, they don't have to understand what we're talking about here. They might just be doing it because at the end of the day, humans are wired to be free. Their DNA is wired to be free. So let's see if we could talk to some of these kids. Because one of the things that I think is important to understand right now, and I've mentioned it before on the show, but I just want to bring it up again is that we are in a bridge period right now. We are in what Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and all of these elitists and technocrats and transhumanists call the fourth industrial revolution. 
Well, the fourth industrial revolution is this bridge period between the third industrial era and the fourth industrial era. I've talked about this before. My personal belief is that the technocrats are very weak right now. They are in the process of transitioning us. They are in the process of moving from one operating software to another operating software, and they're open to hacks at this point. What they want to do is create a bunch of problems that then drives the younger folks deeper into technocracy, into the metaverse, putting on the AR headset, escaping this horrible natural world that they have worked so hard to hijack, control, and destroy to drive us into this metaverse matrix system. But some of the kids are stepping back and wanting to go more rural. And I think this is our opportunity to speak to our kids and grandkids and show them that there is an alternative to working inside of this corporate technocratic system. And maybe they can find ways to earn a living outside of that system. I know some folks a few years younger than me who worked in the system. One of them was a social worker in New York City, and the other one worked in the Atlanta mayor's office as a consultant or something, a political consultant. And during COVID, they both exited their jobs. They both come from the left traditionally, or what you would consider to be traditional left. And their father, where they grew up, they had 12 acres in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia. He was able to acquire 22 additional acres that was adjacent to his land. And they actually left their jobs during COVID, came back to this area, and they were working on building a community-supported agriculture farm out in Harpers Ferry. So they were in their late 30s, and they were rejecting the system. One left New York, one left Atlanta. And they were going to work on a farm. So there are these people out there because of COVID land, the high school theater production that exited. But what's going to happen now is they're going to try to drive folks back into the technocratic corral. But they are weak during this fourth industrial revolution, this bridge period in which they are moving from one operating software to another operating software. So there are opportunities for folks like us to preach the word and try to show people that there is an alternative to being driven into the matrix system. Folks, when I get back a little more on this, and then we're going to cover Synthesia. I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 